0: You're listening to The G-Factor with Lauren and Tony, a weekly microcast offering a variety of unique ways to market your business or organization. Now, without further ado, here are the hosts of G-Factor, Lauren Doherty and Tony Van. Well, Lauren, I got up this morning, I had my entire day planned, and then... I realized that my dog needed to go to the vet. And I don't know if you've ever had that problem or not, but when something like that happens, it throws you askew for the entire day. And absolutely, uh, or longer, t- or longer. Yeah. I mean, it depends on what happens, right? And so, uh, yeah. So today we're going to talk about those moments, but for businesses and organizations that could potentially uh become crisis communications situations or stress yeah. situations right yes
1: yeah. so you know it could be we're going to talk about things that could be a crisis like a more minimal crisis or even how to handle things up to a more serious or long-term crisis so we've got several tips of how you can be prepared as best you can as well as how to handle these situations you know when they're when they're happening Um, and like Tony said, you know, it could be something that is just, it throws off the day, or it could be something that really has a large impact long-term on your business. Um, it could be anything from, you know, a weather situation to, um, something to do with personnel. It could be something to do with, um, local events or, um, things in the news messaging, There are a lot of things Um, probably here in Oklahoma. One thing we get a lot is natural disaster. So weather related. So that's a big thing to have a plan for. Um, There's also things such as safety, you know, um, in public places or in places of business. So, we're going to just kind of talk through some things and offer some tips, um, you know, and, and there are definitely different levels of crisis for every business. So I think the first thing, first and foremost, is to kind of gather your team and decide, you know, who is on this crisis communications team and then start creating a list of what are these um potential crisis situations that we should start planning for and literally just start making a list of everything. Like we just named a few that could be options. Um, but ev- these will be, you know, specific to your business, but start thinking through what crisis situations you guys need to plan for. I think yeah. that's, that's step one. Um, I think right in that same vein, when you kind of assembled your team, you, um, outline how each of the team members um will what their jobs will be what their roles will be plan um if that includes like not just your staff but if you have some stakeholders um As well as executives, you know, whoever is on this team, um, make sure that they are assembled and everyone's, you know, in the know of their roles and responsibilities. So there are only so many things you can do to prepare in advance. And this is kind of, you know, in that vein, obviously, but we'll talk through a few other ones and then we'll talk through like in the situation, a few things to make sure that you're doing. But you know having your team together identifying the crises that could potentially you know affect your organization or business and then outlining responsibilities of this team i think that you know that alone right there could take you several meetings together and some time and this is very very important this is setting the stage for everything you're going to be able to prepare in advance so that's a that's a big first step
0: yeah that's a huge chunk and uh is many of you know, Lauren and I have been involved in a couple of different crisis communication situations or crisis issues. And, and I think that this really helps because you feel like it's a kind of an insurance plan to why are we doing this for a couple of days? But the reality is if that uh, situation ever happens, it's really good to fall back on that. It's kind of like training. Um, the other thing I'll kind of add and I'll pull this out a little bit if you guys have not checked this out this is kind of a new not new about a year ago i really started looking at this uh book a guest speaker we had dr vincent cavello c-o-v-e-l-l-o he has a book called communication uh, communicating in risk crisis and high stress situations if you uh are in this or want to know more about this this is a this is a fantastic book. I'm not sure I'd call it the Bible of this, but it's very, very close. And uh, one of the things he talks about, which is uh, backing up what Lauren's saying or talking about Lauren's saying is he goes through and he not only identifies the situations, but also uh, potential factors for uh, crisis. So obviously this depends on what kind of um, excuse me, business you're running or organization you're involved in, but it it ranges from, you know trust or lack of trust. Uh, Familiarity or unfamiliarity with your your company, uh, the effects of uh, children or effects of manifestation, whatever that looks like. Uh, Is there a pleasure or dread associated with the situation that might occur? Is there a fairness or equity situation, which we very much saw back Mm -hmm. in the 2020-21 situations? uh what are the benefits or unbenefits and then the origin of the actual situation is it man-made is it a technical made situation or as lauren mentioned is it a kind of an act of god is it weather is it uh you know flood what what does that look like and so um with that it's really great because you know he also talks about like what's the condition back to that and then how do you mitigate that or is it is there a possible mitigation at all i mean sometimes you can't solve the problem in the, in the risk factor situation. As A PR professional, sometimes we get in this uh, doom loop, if you will, that we're trying to solve the problem. And the reality is, what we're trying to do is communicate effectively what's happening, not necessarily solve the problem during that time. So,
1: yeah, and those are all things that you can consider once you've identified, you know, your potential situations. Those are some really good key components to use to start building a communications plan around each of those, which is kind of the step two. So yes. once you've identified those, like let's just say one is weather, then you can you can consider one of those situations Tony just mentioned and how to create messaging to answer questions, educate people. Um tell them what's going on, tell them your plans, but also keep in mind what emotions that you are needing to address within those communications. So, and what questions to be answering. So definitely check out that book. There's a lot of good information as well as how to um, kind of go through this, go through this planning situation but that is step two. So that is creating a plan around each of these crisis situations. So you could potentially have 10 or 15, 20. I mean, this is a this is a full-time job to create these plans. Let's just yes, be honest. That's this right. is a lot of time if you were going to do this thoroughly and correctly. So this could be a multi-year task or depending on how you're team is laid out, this could be, you know, a major task for a whole year of work. Um, but definitely it's it's necessary, especially if you're dealing with the public or you have a an organization or a business that you have a lot of foot traffic, a lot of people um, to take care of, as well as, you know, even if you're a small office or a small team, very important um, to have some plans in place. So, let's kind of talk through now that we've hopefully we have our plans, you know, we're creating our plans. Let's talk through some pointers um, of how to handle these situations. Shall they ever arise? Let's do it. Um, So I think, you know, this kind of goes into this planning too, but in each of those situations, make sure you have a spokesperson or two potential spokespeople identified. So, You know, people, roles can change, but maybe in these plans, you say, well, this one is going to be our VP. This one's going to be our marketing person. This one's going to be, you know, blah, blah, blah. However, um, this is kind of also going into operations, but you may train those people now and have them, you know, media ready, your spokesperson ready. If those roles change, just remember, you need to train the new people for these situations as well, and maybe... Even reorganize your plans or re-identify appropriate spokespeople, you know, shall people change or, you know, if some people are just not comfortable in front of crowds or media. So take that into account, too, when you're assigning um, spokespeople for these situations. So that's so true. And make sure they're trained. Um, That kind of goes into the planning, but also that is an ongoing task. But. Then further down the line, um, shall you have to address a crisis situation? Um, I think first and foremost, the thing that I think is is very important just from the get go is to remember to be transparent. Um, Only offer information that you know is is factual and correct, Um, be honest, don't downplay a situation, um, but also don't engage in miscommunicating or saying, well, I think this may happen, or we anticipate this to happen, only go with factual information. Um, Also, remember that in 99% of these situations, um, you're dealing with, you know, humans and there can be effects on many people. So make sure and you're going to deal with, you know, something we just talked about, which is real human emotion. That's right. Um, make sure that you're showing empathy when needed. Um, it's OK to be real and be raw. Some of these situations and you will see this in many case studies, but. um you know it it is difficult for the spokesperson to get up and speak about some of these situations so and they there's real emotions happening and that's okay um there are also a lot of case studies out there where the spokesperson is so far distracted or distanced from the situation they are quote unquote assigned to handle they're showing no emotion when they should be because you know, maybe lives were lost or different things happened and they are cold and un- not understanding, and that's not appropriate either. So keep those things in mind when you're assigning a spokesperson, but, you know, we're dealing with real people and real issues. So make sure that your spokesperson is, is highly, highly ready to experience those things potentially in front of, you know, the media or a crowd of people. Yeah. And I think uh, there's,
0: I'm can I pop, jump in no, here a little go bit? Just yeah. the only thing I'd say is. The spokesperson is great. And like Lauren said, that's important. Don't be afraid to bring subject matter experts in as well to um, kind of underline some of the things the spokesperson is saying, if you want to do that. Uh, And then the other thing, you know, this goes to the training, but, don't make things up, you know, make sure that the yeah. spokesperson understands that it is a fluid situation. So people understand it could be a fluid situation. So saying, I don't know is okay, as long as they follow up uh, in a reasonable time with the information or part of the information that's requested. Absolutely. no, Absolutely.
1: Those are really good tips. And, um, you know, we could dive in on just spokesperson training and maybe we should in a future episode. But there's a lot to go into there. Um, So we'll touch base back on that. Um, Okay, so kind of number two, when you are um, working through a situation is remember to use um, multiple communications channels. So obviously, digital age, information travels really, really fast, especially especially on social media. you know, so I would say you're you're going to be posting something on social media, something on your website, uh, press release, uh, maybe even a media gathering, a you know a conference. Um, definitely email and make sure you're tailoring your message or like how much information you're giving per platform, but make sure everything is very very consistent. Um, the other part of that is you're going to probably be receiving inquiries coming in too. So not just things that you're pushing out, but you're going to start receiving inquiries via email, telephone calls, all the things. So just make sure anything that you're responding to or putting out is is consistent and factual. So you have your set talking points in your plan that you just need to tailor um, to the situation a little bit and with the information that you're given. So. Use those um, talking points across all of these channels, but also make sure that you are continuing to put out information across all channels. Don't just post one thing on Facebook and then have gotten a bunch of updates that you put out other ways, but forgot to post on Facebook. It's very important to consistently keep putting out information across all the platforms at the same time. So I think that that's, and that is where it gets, you know, really, really busy and crazy is keeping everything consistent um and everything updated with the latest information.
0: Totally agree. That's that's the you can get it flooded by that almost. So you have to be absolutely real with
1: that. absolutely. Um and then I think monitoring social media right now, like yes, you're gonna get telephone calls and emails, but monitoring um the conversations on social media and putting out information is honestly like a double-edged sword. Um, on one hand it's it's very, very valuable because you can reach you know, a large audience and get information out quickly, but it can also like amplify a crisis or negative, you know, sentiments. So make sure that you are monitoring. Um, And responding to inquiries quickly address any misinformation. I think this is the biggest part there is addressing misinformation with accurate information. But again, don't, um, you know, like Tony said, it's a fluid situation. Don't put out things that are not factual, but make sure you're referring back to the talking points and information that you have to mitigate and put out that accurate information. So that's right. This is that's the really, really tough part today. Um, let's see, I think, you know, basically then from there, it's providing updates as you can. And when you get new information and new facts, and creating new sets of talking points and continuing to update across all the channels. Um, And this could go on for, you know, it could be a couple days, it could be weeks, it could be months, you know, um, The other thing about that side of it is if it's a long-term situation is making sure if you had any scheduled communications or campaigns or anything out there um, that would be going on during this time, make sure you're rescheduling those, canceling those, making sure if they are going to continue that it's appropriate Um, even if you have mass media buys going on, you can ask to pause those or cancel or whatever is needed, but that's where this kind of area comes in. Once this crisis situation has started, um, that should be at the, the kind of top of the list to check, you know, after you've kind of initially addressed things, but make sure that whatever is planned for this time period is appropriate and you're not having like scheduled tweets going out or Posts on X, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Ugh, that's so annoying. You know, or scheduled Facebook posts, that's easier, you know, or a billboard out there that is completely inappropriate given the situation at hand
0: at this point. Yeah. yeah. So, Which that is such a great, I mean, I think people forget about that a little bit. They get really myopic or focused in on the crisis and then they forget about all the stuff that they've either done or been pulling out. And so, you know, like you say, if you have a, a billboard or you know social media campaign. It's like smile, the world is happy, and you're you know you just dumped three million gallons of oil in the ocean. Yeah, not everybody's really that happy. And candidly, there's going to be some memes and screen caps that you're not going to enjoy. Oh yeah, and so, those are
1: out there forever.
0: Just you know, <laughs> that's right. That's exactly right. So be
1: careful with that.
0: Be careful yes. with that, kids. Be be cognizant of the other things that are going on, not just the crisis itself. Absolutely.
1: So I think, you know, just to continuously to update when you can and monitoring, um, I think then, you know, at a point when this wraps up, the last portion of this is to rally your team together once this crisis has passed and conduct a thorough like analysis and see like, what did we do great? What could we have done better? how can we update our plan in case this happens again? Um, What can we also update in our other plans that we can handle, you know, make these situations and us able to handle them better in the future? So what did you learn?
0: Yeah, and that's something that um, oftentimes you can just shuffle away and say, shoo, we made it through the plan. Yeah, But the reality is it's, uh, it's a mature organization that can, you know, kind of focus in and do this after it's happened. And be honest, the other thing is, you yes. know, oftentimes, and I'm just going to say it oftentimes you want to make the spokesperson the CEO, and then you're, you know, they did a great job and blah, blah, blah. No, I mean, the reality is we're not perfect. And maybe the CEO did do a great job, but, you know, there are oftentimes, and I can't remember exactly, but the, I think it was the BPC CEO that basically said, terrible. you know, yeah, like, okay. I just want this over so I can go back to my yacht. The, in the yacht. South France. <laughs> right. And you're like, you are so out of, contact or connect i mean somebody needs to sit down with that gentleman probably at that moment but definitely the next day and say hey this didn't play very well and so i appreciate your transparency but it's horrific so don't don't do that you know you're done yeah yeah. (laughs) um yeah so i mean that's that goes along with it is just understanding the post game and how you know things could be better the next time and and go from there. So uh, hopefully, hopefully, people learn something from it. I mean, that's that's the whole key is the crisis, you know, occurred and what could you do better or worse and what would did we do well and you know, exactly. celebrate celebrate the wins but understand from the from the challenges for sure. I
1: yes, um,
0: the the one thing we haven't talked about which I think. I think you're right, Lauren, we probably should do like a spokesperson training situation. But the other thing is, uh, um, looking at kind of the technology tools and what can and can't help you and how to pivot on those. I know that, um, Lauren and I had a a crisis that basically the website had so many hits that it almost immediately crashed and that was a huge problem. And so I think, Mm -hmm. you know, those are the things that like, well, what do you do if that's, you know the situation uh, what what do you do if you have people calling your cell phone 24/7 you know like what what does that look like and so uh yeah,
1: yeah. that'd be a good episode
0: and, too and look at that we're making things up while we're going through the motions That's fantastic yeah. <laughs> so uh well this has been good Lauren. i um i don't love crises but i kind of like the discussion of it i think it's really important i think people are um, a little blind to this and you always think it can't happen to you, but uh, exactly, it sure can, for sure. So, all right, well, uh, I guess this wraps up yet another amazing episode of. Oh, hang on, what do I spell that, Lauren? That smells like pumpkin spice in the air. <laughs> I'm just wondering. Have you, have you had your pumpkin spice yet since we're the uh, middle of September yet?
1: Well, I am not a big pumpkin spice person. I do like pumpkin mm. bread. Um, mm. and I do, I will admit I, I don't like pumpkin spice, but I like, like pumpkin. Mm. So I have had one pumpkin cream cold brew. Okay. I, I will say.
0: Okay. So. All right. Well, that's, that's good. I think I think maybe here's an idea, Lauren. Why don't we do for next month, a little teaser here. Why don't we do a top five fall uh, delights, if you will, uh, okay. and chat about that. I think that would be really fantastic. So
1: Sounds good. Stay tuned.
0: Stay tuned. All right. For on that note, on that non-spicy pumpkin-y note, I am
1: Tony Band.
0: And I'm Lauren Doherty. And you have been listening to the G-Factor podcast. Thank you for listening to G-Factor. For more episodes, additional information, and a way to connect with Lauren and Tony, visit theguildfactor.com.